Get Cody's trade alerts and all of his latest positions on the Trading with Cody app for iPhone and Android and on tradingwithcody.com. Folks, it's Cody Willard, and this is another episode of Cody Underground, the Q&A Trading with Cody version. Uh, sign up at tradingwithcody.com, and you can uh, get access to all my positions, my uh, trades in real time. I send out trade alerts when I do trade. Let's talk markets, and I guess right now you can't talk markets without talking politics. Comey. Fired, the FBI director, um, fired by the president of the United States who's under investigation by the FBI for potential election stuff. What do you call it? Election. Hello, Colin. It's, um, you know, Trump is being investigated for the Russian influence in the elections. I guess that's the best way to put it. And. Comey slash his uh, bureau is in charge of that, and that's a big deal today, obviously, and everyone's talking about it, and the markets, the futures were down pretty heavily this morning uh, after that news hit last night. Um, Of course, things stabilized, and the Dow down fractionally, S&P flat to up right now as I talk, and the NASDAQ up one-tenth of one percent, um, you know, fractionally as I talk. Oil up a couple bucks. The, the Guys, look, you know, we go through these geopolitical worries a lot. They're, they very rarely turn into catalysts, meaning... Almost every day, you know, especially with Trump, because of his tweeting, tweeting activity being so prolific, he he's in the news every day for new things. And then something like this, it's, I mean, it's real news. Is it a catalyst? It, it's not just real news. It's a worry. I, 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 I was sick to my stomach a little bit this morning when I started reading about all of this. I didn't watch it last night. I was with Lincoln. Maris is in the hospital, by the way, and I'm going to get out of here this afternoon to go see her. Um, but uh, anyway, I click click on all these stories and read, you know, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, New York Post, New York Daily News, so that I got the New York Times is the Democrats slash liberals version of serious news. Wall Street Journal is the Republican slash conservatives version of serious news, and the Post is conservative slash Republican uh, for tabloidish takes on the news, and the Daily News is that for Democrats slash liberals. And this is one of those things I talk about all the time that even those fine institutions that I read every day, those storied, historic, institutions that I read every day like this, they, sorry, I'm getting a phone call in there, let it beep for a second, but all of those are partisan. And when you read their takes on news like 
today, um, the partisanship always rings cl clearly through if you go back to back and reading those newspapers. The, the, the going back to it, I, it made me worried as I read all those newspapers today. Their partisan takes, you know, the Republican rags try to make it sound like it's either no big deal or a real positive, and the Democrat rags make it sound like it's total betrayal or something. And the last time it happened, of course, was when Clinton fired his FBI chief in 2003, and it sounded like it almost essentially for the same uh, reported reasons that there was no confidence they in the director and the director lost the ability to manage the FBI efficiently or well it, so I was worried about it yeah I mean I, I don't like the optics of Trump the president being under investigation and firing the head of the bureau that's supposed to be investigating him and um, and, and a lot of what is happening with Trump and the volatility of it all worries me. Does that turn it into a catalyst though? There's the rub. Does that the catalyst to make the markets crash or go lower even or get a five or ten percent pullback to price in some of my internal worry? and many other millions of Americans' internal worries. Um, probably not. Probably not. Um, you know, these factors that we've talked about for five or seven years, eight years now, from the bottom of the crises of the 0% interest rates, the lingering um, bailouts that every day, all of those emergency measures that are there to prop up the bank's earnings and corporate earning, giant corporate, or, giant conglomerate's earnings, those things are still in place. And, you know, in my mind, guys, what's going to cause that next catalyst, the real crash or the crisis, something more substantial than a 5 or 10% pullback, is going to be that there's been such a mispricing of risk and that something that the banks are levered up on and that middle America has bet millions of dollars on, billions of dollars, trillions of dollars on, that something gets mispriced and eventually these things, there's someone that's exposed, Goldman Sachs or Bank of America or someone is exposed in... Uh, Emerging market stocks, emerging market bonds, and right now we're, you know, in, in year seven of a global recovery slash expansion, and it seems safe to invest in anywhere but Venezuela and North Korea. I mean, Russia, people, I mean, what's Russia's interest rates right now? They're certainly not panic mode, um, there's the, the, the perceived safety uh, around the world in developing markets, emerging markets, are is, is ripe for being a catalyst.
But then you'd still have to have the crash in those markets before you'd start having those catalysts hit our markets. You would probably get a 5 or 10 or 15 percent pricing of that risk inside of our markets as you get some of these crashes in emerging markets or emerging bond markets, emerging stock markets. Um, those those are places that we should be working, be worried about black swans coming. I don't know if it's today still. I just don't, just does, hasn't been yet, and it still doesn't seem that we're here. I, I worry and look for it every day, clearly, as I discuss it almost every time we do these podcasts. So that's my opening for today. Uh, we've had a few more people call in, a few people already on the call. Um, I'm open to questions from any of you dear callers, and I've got questions in the chat room and via email to answer, too. So jump in if you're on the call. In the meantime, I'm going to open up some of these other questions. The Frustrated Bull has put a question up here that I think I'll answer. I like this. Um, The euphoria on this site on trading with Cody makes me nervous. Is this a sign of overall market extreme euphoria? I've been thinking the market will pull back since January, and I'm still thinking it has to take a breather at some point soon. Plus, with all the political news today, what do you think out there? So, yes, I mean, aren't we all... I think most of us trading with Cody subscribers would sort of agree with that sentiment right now, that we've been around if most of my subscribers have been with me now for several years and or going back 15 years to other products before trading with Cody existed and you guys know that you know we've we've had a great run and you know that over the years when everyone on the site is high-fiving each other and I'm getting incredible testimonials and stuff that there, a lot of time it's just sort of like, hey, by the way, please put your phone on uh, mute if you're not uh, asking questions out there. Someone's packing groceries away or something. Um, the You see that euphoria sometimes can be a, ca- a contraindicator and it's a m- top marker in the stock market. And... I've been having that same thought a little bit lately. I, you know, we've got huge returns in the last year. One of uh, the testimonials sent in his portfolio since he joined a slightly a year over a year ago, and you know the market was up fifteen percent, and he's up a hundred and ten percent or something, and 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 that's great. I feel like a genius, but. You know, I also know from experience that when I feel like a genius, a lot of times it's time for me to get my comeuppance. Um, and let's keep it realistic on that regard, too, by the way. I'm an idiot for GMO, Gigamon, and not all of our stocks last year went up either. Fitbit, anybody? Palo Alto, anybody? Um... But at the same time, we've got, let me just wrap that part up. At the same time, we've got SolarEdge up 20% or 15% and NVIDIA up 20% today. And 
I really do sort of feel euphor the euphoria out there, and it's a red flag, no doubt. I don't think we should try to time it at the, necessarily at this particular moment, but as I mentioned in the latest positions roundup yesterday that I sent out, um, or was it Monday I sent out, that if you haven't trimmed some Amazon, Google, Facebook, Apple, NVIDIA, Solar Edge, maybe, certainly those first five or six names that we've got, our biggest positions have doubled or tripled in the last year and or they're up 50% in the last six months. Trim, take 10% off, catch your breath. We're not geniuses. Well, we are, <laughs> but we won't feel like a genius all the time. What were you going to say? Sorry. So, you know, I mentioned that in the latest positions on that one that I'm bored with AMBA, and I almost did that. I don't know if any of you caught the humor on that, but I had mentioned uh, in the bullet point before it that Sony, I had called, I had said I was really bored with Sony six weeks ago in the latest positions roundup, and the stock rallied 20% almost immediately thereafter, and I wasn't bored with it anymore. And so... Then I was like, I'm really bored with Amberella. Boy, it's not going anywhere. And I was being somewhat facetious and somewhat taunting, you know, like making a joke that, hey, we could, uh, maybe if I'm bored, it'll go up. Um, but that is sort of how I feel about it. I mean, as I also said on there, the company supplies Sony, uh, who's, which supplies Apple and Samsung. So therefore, Amberella essentially supplies iPhone, you know, Apple and Samsung. Amberella supplies GoPro. Amberella supplies uh, Taser, or whatever they're calling themselves now, Axiom. Um, and they make the body cameras for the police and the military in a lot of places, too. And, and there's going to be a lot of robots and self-driving cars and drones that have eyes on them and they need Amberella technology probably to do that no one's catching Amberella right now and so I'm bored with the stock even though it's incredibly volatile but it's sort of been stuck range bound from you know in these 40s to 60s for it seems like 18 months or something we originally bought the stock what three or four years ago at 30 and trim some at 60 trim some at 90 trim some at 120 and rode it right back down all the way to 40, and I don't know if I've ever actually nibbled much back. I think I actually did nibble some back at like 80 at one point, uh, probably a year and a half ago. Um, but at any rate, I mean, you know, it's not a huge position for me, and I'm comfortable with it as a potential revolution investment. Um, I'm never comfortable with anything when it comes to my money being a bet on other places, but also known as investing, but, um, yeah, I, you know, Amberella's five years from now, it could be, I, I, frankly, I think some Intel's or, or NVIDIA should buy, uh, or Sony or someone ought to buy Amberella. Um, and I think that would probably happen in the next two to three years at some point, hopefully at a higher level than what it trades at today. Well, if nobody else wants to ask, uh, 
Well, yeah, right. I I actually sold trimmed. I think ten percent. Um, last week, maybe. Um, I, you know, the stock's tripled for us since we bought it, and right. it's it's an incredible company. What they're doing is, um, you know, really smart and interesting. Anyway, they take nerves from cadavers and re purpose them for hand transplants and any other surgical when you need to connect nerves they've found the best way to do it it seems scientifically it continually seems to be proven and probably more impressive than that has been their execution the 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 growth has been terrific. Their setting of expectations has been, you know, they underpromise, they overdeliver, and their promises aren't exactly, you know, like the, their promises are still full of growth and potential. And um, I've I've been real impressed on all fronts. And my um, hand transplant surgical friend is. Um, you know, continues to rave about the company and being able to use their products to put hands back on soldiers. So. Wow. That's amazing. Yes, it is. I don't, I, I, look, I, I mean, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. This is, again, a small cap. And so it wouldn't surprise me that that stock's back below 10 at some point, even, again, if it's just because some large shareholder sells a chunk and there's not enough buying power and there's not enough liquidity to handle it in the short run. Um, if it happens, I would probably buy more, uh, you know, buy back the shares I just trimmed. If you don't own any, I might put a toehold position in it, but um, you might get an opportunity at some point to, to, to get a better purchase price. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've been writing it. I love it. Don't we all right now? I want to see it keep going. <laughs> Um, any other questions? Um, I think I got a couple specifically emailed here. Let's, at least one. Take a look at, Cody, please take a look at FireEye again. F-E-Y-E. -E. Um... Last time you said they would have to show signs of their turnaround for you to become interested. Well, they reported beat and subsequently raised their guidance. I think the turnaround is happening. Please let me know your thoughts. You know, I'm, I'm human, and I wonder if FireEye and Gigamon are both... Um, I don't know, tainted in my eyes right now. I already feel like I've got plenty of cloud exposure and FireEye and Gigamon are both cloud-related plays. So I'm probably not going to buy FireEye, even if the turnaround looks like it is here. And it does. It looks like it's here. That's a couple of quarters now that they've um, not lowered guidance and they've got that new management team they put in place last year that looks like they're getting some things turned around there. 
Um, I probably just, I don't have the appetite for it right now, um, right or wrong. I, I don't like the risk profile adding that to my portfolio. Um, on top of the fact that I've mentioned Amazon, Google, Palo Alto, and several others that I've mentioned are cloud-related plays in our portfolio, the big beat last night for NVIDIA, and the reason that stock is hitting new all-time highs this morning, or this afternoon, did it break, did it hit an all-time high? It did, it hit a new high today. Um, the reason why is because the cloud business, they're selling into servers and they talked about by name in their conference call. Tell me if you've heard of these. Amazon Web Services, Facebook. These are their customers that are using the NVIDIA artificial intelligence slash deep learning slash server farm platform technology chips and chipsets from NVIDIA. Amazon Web Services, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, I uh, I think it said Salesforce. I don't put that one down, Ken. I don't remember if that was in it or not. But I mean, it was like everyone you would possibly want to see is buying NVIDIA chips. And the cloud business was up double year over year. And even more highlight, even what even more highlights and underscores the incredible growth that NVIDIA is seeing in the cloud was that they grew $266 million last quarter, their cloud slash server business. Intel's cloud slash server business is 10 times bigger right now in their revenue run rate annually. And Intel grew $233 million in cloud slash server business last quarter. So, the I mean, NVIDIA's a huge cloud play now. And it's yet another exposure to the cloud for us. And to tie that back to FireEye, it's partly why I just, I don't have an appetite for any more cloud. I got plenty of cloud. We've made a lot of money investing in cloud, guy, guys. Sorry we messed up on Gigamon, but holy cow, we have made some great money in the last five years in clouds, in the last year in clouds. We love clouds, but I don't want any more clouds in my life. Yeah, that I understand. All right. I think I'm going to wrap it up, guys. That's 45 minutes, and i got to get out of here sooner rather than later and get up to Albuquerque to see Amaris. Um, good luck with that. Yeah, thanks. thanks, guys. Thanks for all the prayers and the well wishes that you guys always send me. Even if you, a lot of you email it, a lot of you Facebook or chat or whatever to me about that stuff. And I know a lot of you just pray or think about her uh, and, and my family on your own uh, in different ways. And I appreciate all of that. It's uh, it we're it makes you know it's just it's really hard right now to be completely honest. And I'm just worried sick about her, and nobody sure. wants their child to be in pain. And anyway, guys, that's it for today. Thank you.
believe that it'll all be okay, trust me Cause they got the same old thing on the block And I got the acid rock You kidding, you be giving it up And keep on giving while I'm living it up Myself, I'ma take from the poor and give to the rich And double high deep, I dig every ditch And then be good in the game like Joplin Until I'm violated or quit Well I'll be living it up And keep on living while you giving it up Did he did it, what he doing to his artists and about the way he living Take a hit, make a hit, keep a tunnel vision Sign a deal with the fans, go to music prison Who believe you a prophet when you enjoy your music Sells advertisements for profits Well, who knew, boo, ho, we get a clue Yo, do I blew your mind from QU to Soho Cody Willow, New Mexico, Lobo, Muddy Souls Get around like hobos, yeah, we be tearing it up And you gon' get it, how you giving it up? See, I thought I was rich till I got rich and found out how rich rich can get.